TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome you to the TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic, the coach and the big dog, with you from 10 until 11. We do it one hour per day, five days a week. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday here. Our show emanating out of the fine city of Chicago. Big dog, how are you? we got lots of uh, sports to talk about, do we not? Everything good with you? Oh, everything is absolutely fantastic. All types of sports to talk about. And, and you know, yesterday I forgot to bring up... You know, the, the earthquake. We didn't even talk about that at all. Well, I didn't even know about the earthquake, and apparently there was an earthquake, like, somewhat near where you live and where I yeah. live. Did you, did it move? Uh, well, are you talking about the earthquake or me? A little of both. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is no joke, Coach. It was one of those weird things. Like, I forgot. I want to talk about it all day yesterday. We had so much to talk about that I forgot to bring it up. Mm-hmm. But, uh Basically, about 4 o'clock in the morning, I actually felt, like, the whole house shaking. Wow. And uh, it sounded like, legitimately, I always hear this, it was sounded like a train. Well, it did. It sounded like a train. I don't think anything of it. I'm like, I just go right back to sleep because I was so sleepy. Mm-hmm. So I wake up in the morning, and Claudia's like, uh, "Did you?" right when I woke up, first thing he said to me is, hey, did you feel that earthquake? I'm like, yeah, I did. And when, and seriously, if he didn't mention it at that point, I never would have remembered that it had happened at mm-hmm. night. And he... you, you, you know, it was one of those things, like, right when you wake up. Right, and you 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 probably experienced things similar to that before, like as you mentioned, a, a train. Was there any uh, damage? Any? Did you no, check nothing. around the house? Nothing. Nothing at all. But the house did shake, though. There was no doubt about that. The whole house was shaking. So uh, uh-huh. enough to wake you up in the middle of the night. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm a, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Yes. Interesting. But... Well, you're pretty heavy. Period. <laughs> what? Uh, what was like a two point five, a three, a three point five? No, no, no. It was like a. I, I believe I, I don't. I haven't seen the official ones, and these are coming from the United Nations. And there's so many different languages spoken in here. They always give me the wrong facts, but mm-hmm. I heard four point eight. Wow, which really isn't that big. It's not that big, but it's enough mm-hmm. to like shake. Like four point eights in L.A. or San Francisco, they mm-hmm. aren't even. It's like the twelfth story on the news. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, we had a four point eight today. You know what I mean? So uh, the actual epicenter of that particular uh, earthquake, our sports talk host Joe Redwanski, of course, uh, checking in from his spatial abode out in Aurora, Illinois, a western suburb of the fine Chicago area. How close were you to the actual epicenter? Yeah, you see, I'm just trying to describe the horror and the fright that I went through during this 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 ordeal, coach. Uh-huh. And it was in Sycamore. <laughs> Sycamore. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where Sycamore is, and I do know it's a western suburb. Uh huh. But I, I don't know where it is in relation to where I'm at because I'm a Chicagoan. I've always, you know, grew up in the city, live in the city, and all of a sudden I'm thrown out here in the suburbs. And I heard Sycamore is a western suburb, but I'm not 100 percent sure. A lot of our listeners right now googling out of state people don't know where Sycamore is. They're probably googling Sycamore. And believe me, if you go S I C K dash A dash M O R E. You're going to get a lot of things, but it won't be a geographical town, believe me. <laughs> so you don't want to Google that. Try a S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E, and it is a, a western suburb. More importantly, we are glad you are okay. You got waking up in the middle of the night to a 4.8-er. Can you even 
sympathize at this point for what the uh, folks in Haiti went through a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my goodness, because they say that every single point four. So, like, just say, like, a, a 4.8 compared to a 7.3. Mm-hmm. Okay, it isn't, like, uh, 50% stronger. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, like, 2.3 more. Okay, mm-hmm. is that 50% stronger? Every one of those uh, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, it goes up one time. So that means it's 23 times stronger, Coach. You understand what I'm trying to say? How much mm-hmm. stronger it's... So if you're talking about, like, earthquakes around 7.4, I can't even imagine. Like, buildings would be... Sw- I can't even imagine how much stronger it would have been. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it really like that. That really isn't anything to worry about. At four point eight. So. Yeah, well, I mean, you can worry about it. I, I've never experienced it outside of the most minute, but it's got to be. Uh, you know, I think you can think about it. I don't know if you can ever really tell how you'd feel where when the ground below you starts to shake. I now, would think a feeling of uh, helplessness and terror, kind of a combination of the two. But when your very when your very foundation is starting to break apart. That's got to be. This is. I have like some weird thing in me, Coach. Like, I actually wouldn't. Mind, I would enjoy being in the middle of it. I, I probably should have been a, a storm chaser because uh, I like. One time somebody was telling me about this ordeal when they she was in the middle of a, a tornado, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that would have been awesome. I, that would have been great." And I was like, "She's like, are you kidding me? I could have died." So, well, middle of know, a tornado, I could almost see, but you'd like to be in the middle of the earthquake, right at the spot where the earth opens up. I wouldn't mind being like uh, in a high in high ground during the tsunami, so I could actually saw what happened. I mean, that sounds bad, but that but like mm-hmm. if something bad was going down around the world, I wouldn't mind being there to see it. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so. It was like a uh, like uh, well, nothing that where you can be in real peril. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I got that adventure streak in me, coach. Uh, apparently so. We've covered what tidal waves today. We've covered tornadoes, earthquakes, and uh, well, we could cover the fourth disaster and talk about our Chicago Bears, but I think we're going to leave that for uh, another day. Can we put football behind us for just a little bit? I'd be, I'd be more than happy to. I, I, I did want to bring you talk about you Google something. Well, I always used to use Yahoo as my search engine. Okay. And about a month ago, some girl was like, hey, you know, I Googled you. I was pretty impressed. I was like, hold on a second. I didn't even get to enjoy this when I found out what it, what she meant. So I wasn't too happy about it, Coach. Somebody Googled you. Have you ever tried Googling or Yahooing yourself and I, see what comes up? I've done it since, Coach. And I, I, I'd be quite honest with you. I probably Google myself way too much. Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bad habit. So you're starting to get fascinated now with your own personal Google. Yeah, I know. I like, I'm getting calluses. <laughs> Don't leave the house much. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm alienating my friends. Send money, I, folks. I gotta Google it myself. Send money to help this man, the Joe Radwanski fundraiser, a man who likes to be in earthquakes and likes to Google himself just a little bit too much. You can <laughs> donate uh, money to 888-463-6748 or text. 1-800-WHAT-THE-HELL-HAPPENED. Either way, we'll make sure the money gets in your hands, Joe. I I do appreciate that, Coach, however we can get that. Thank you very much. Hey, we started off the show, and uh, theoretically this is a sports talk show. By the way, our phone lines are open. If you'd uh, care to contribute, we would love to be uh, contributed to. 888-463-6748. You can also uh, send some questions, comments via email at mike2guys at aol.com. Coming up this weekend, I understand it's only Thursday, but we look ahead. Winter Olympics, NBA All-Star Game, PGA Golf, and more college basketball. Should be good stuff this weekend. 
What are you most excited about, Doug? Well, I, I can care less about PGA golf, especially until uh, a, a tiger starts swinging it, because that's the only oh, story about golf. Oh, come on, man. You're, you're one I of those. I don't want to get into golf coach talk. I'm sorry. Huh? That's how I feel. I well, care less but about please, you, you had to throw in that until a tiger comes back. Give me a break. Yeah, well, no, no. I can really care less about golf. And then when well, he goes back, I just want to see how he plays it. But it's not like I'm going to follow it golf. Then after that, then I can care less about it again. I, I can okay? handle people that say right now they could care less about golf. By the way, it's at Pebble Beach this weekend. It's the 18th. Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I know our producer David Olson's a big fan. Some of the great memories. Have you ever had like a Pebble Beach Pro-Am party at your house? Um, haven't had one yet, Coach. <laughs> but I do like to celebrate the highfalutin, which would be the Pebble Beach Beach yeah, uh, we, Country we, Club. You'll take any excuse to uh, celebrate highfalutinsy. Which, by the way, could be dangerous to your health. But I started off by saying, I'm okay with you not being in the golf, but I'm really have a problem with people, and I hope you're not one of these, then I can't get into golf until Tiger is back. I mean, no, no, I, can, I, I don't get into it after he gets back either. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. The, 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 okay the, I can live the, with the that. That's story, The story of how he plays, it's going to be good. It's gonna, I just want to see like who's in this gallery, like uh, five hot blondes now. See, I'm not even into that. I'd rather get I think he should go all the way, Coach, and like start uh, – you know, advertising for condoms, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, Viagra. I mean, let's just go on, just change his whole image. He could really make a million, Coach. I mean, probably billion. right. You're probably, it's already taken a couple of hits. You might as well, if you're going to if you're gonna be damaged, you might as well go all the way, right? Go full Everybody 360. Everybody does the all-American, hey, I'm I'm perfect. I'm, mm -hmm. You know, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm Peyton Manning. I do, I've done nothing wrong in my life by my product. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't a guy, hey, I'm human? And you know what? Every once in a while, I like to. Mm -hmm. I buy these particular condoms. Why can't we have, we've never had, uh, what do you call it, a major like celebrity like that. Coach. Mm -hmm. Who's had what, a sex addiction problem? Well, no, no, not that. I'm just talking about actually had like real advertisements. You know, instead of like this fairy tale land, we've had like mm -hmm. real ones like Dennis Rodden. We all knew he was a bad guy, but he was never like really, really popular. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to see somebody walk out that path one day. Kind of like be the bad boy figure. It'd be, be kind of cool. All right. I'm not sure that's the route Tiger Woods is going to go, but if he did, no. I think it would be pretty cool and probably uh, maybe set a trend for other athletes. Yeah, but for the stuff that you want to see this weekend, Coach, uh, for me, quite honestly, the thing I'm excited about most this weekend is a uh, battle for the the Big Ten lead with Illinois playing Ohio State on Sunday, which Gus Johnson will be calling on Sunday afternoon. And then don't forget, right when uh, that game is ending, uh, the day 2500 will be in last, like, uh, right around lap 50 or 60 at that point. Oh, so, I forgot about that. i got to mark that down on my uh, uh, sheet, too. The Daytona 500, you forget NASCAR kicks off its season in an odd sort of way. They kick off with their, their – basically, they start with their Super Bowl. Yeah, well, it, it is. It is, I guess. It's, it's not a bad way to do it. If you really see how – they go back to Daytona. It's not like that's the only race there all year mm -hmm. long. You know, But it is pretty cool to start it out with that. And, you know, I like doing it that way for one reason, Coach, is you have months to prepare for this particular race. Yes. So it's not that you go to the Super Bowl. Should be, no, well, the great thing is, is they everybody really wants to win this. It's not like you're in the middle of the year and you have to switch from, you know, riding at a Bristol track to going to Talladega. Next thing you know, you're in the most important race. So uh, I, I like the way it's set up. It's, it's actually done right. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's what you're looking at now. You did not list the uh, NBA All-Star game. I would have thought a big oh, basketball. Well, I, I, could, I could really care less at all about that. <laughs> I will want to see what the court looks like. And if they do get 100,000 people, mm -hmm. uh, I'll watch. The slam dunk competition. Okay. And fast forward on my TiVo, and I might watch the finals for the for the what do you call it, the three point shooting contest. But I'm not mm -hmm. going to watch the NBA All Star game. Are you kidding me? How could you? Anybody want to spend any more than like five minutes watching NBA basketball? Really? They have they have uh, they need to go out and like 
find friendship or something uh, like that. Apparently, I need to go out and find friendship because uh, <laughs> of the very many all-star games that there are. Uh, and who That's doesn't? The best one. Who doesn't need to go out and find a little friendship? Quite frankly, yeah. The I N- agree. I NHL agree. All-Star Game, forget about it. The NFL All-Star, I haven't seen like in 20 oh, years. Pro Bowls are horrible. But the NBA All-Star Game, uh, I, I enjoy. I will and, give you that is the best one. Uh, yeah, I'm a diehard baseball fan, but I, I will tip the cap and say the NBA mm-hmm. basketball well, yeah, the All-Star base- Game is the best one. Baseball All-Star Game is not bad either. But if you're asking what's going on this weekend, I guarantee you come uh, Sunday night when the All-Star game is being played, mm-hmm. I will definitely be more interested in what's going on in the Winter Olympics. Yes. Than what, I had no idea what was going to be being played at that point, but I will have more interest in that than I will in the All-Star game. I was waiting for the Winter Olympics to sneak into the discussion once every four years. Time to get excited. Opening ceremonies tomorrow. We did read in the paper a major disappointment for uh, many of the United States fans. Dog, I don't know if you've checked your local listings, but it appears. American star Lindsey Vonn, our downhill skiing sensation on the women's side, had a significant uh, thigh contusion, I believe. A Shin injury. In a practice round, and, you know, looks like she's going to be able to go maybe not enter all of the events, but a significant injury one week before the games were to begin. How about that? Yeah, it's, it's her shin, and it's yeah, the right shin. Thank where, you. yeah, it's her shin injury. It's a shin injury, and it's like right where, like, something in her boot hits her shin. Yep. So she's like, I can't. She's like, I can't even barely put my boot on. Yeah. So that's too bad. That really is. She seems like a very nice kid, to be honest with you, Coach. Uh, uh, you're, you're you're making it sound a little bit twite, you know, trite almost. It sounds like a nice kid. It's a, it's a major disappointment. First of all, for the American fans, are, and I've only seen a little bit of her, but I mean, she is one of our shining stars, and this yeah, is her moment is. of glory. I mean, this Here's is what the, she has worked for. She's ready to come of age and become the name, and obviously, you got to prove have it. A chance to participate, Coach. So huh? she can get through the fact that her shin hurts really, really, really bad, she still will be able to participate in the Olympics. Well, I think she was interested, okay. and I can't speak for Lindsey Vaughn of the Fon family, I think she's interested in more than participating. She's interested in winning the gold medal, the culmination. Well, that's, well uh, that, that is, when I, when I say that, it's inferred. There's people like Lindsey Vaughn, like if I say, like, oh, Oh, the the Saints want to go to the Super Bowl. They, they're not just want to go; they actually want to go there and win. You okay. know? So that's I, I had. That's exactly what I meant, Coach. Okay, yeah. I thought I thought you were yeah. kowtowing down to the Vaughn. I don't want any of the members of the Vaughn family coming after our show here or anything. You know, my point is, let's just, let's just not just write her off. And she's gonna it's going to end up being one of those dramatic stories. So don't play into the beginning of it, Coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, she's going to be fine. The girl's going to end up. She's going to go out there. She's going to. Okay. Play, just as well as you, you thought we were going to. It'll end mm-hmm. up being some emotional uh, end to this whole thing. Why? Right. I hope so, because uh, it's been four years since my somewhat strange but definitive attraction to uh, Peekaboo Street. So I was hoping Lindsey Vaughn could provide that same kind of excitement. Peekaboo Street was in the 06 Olympics. She was still scanning? I think so. Was it eight Isn't years one ago? One of her 37 accidents and career-ending accidents. Take it easy. Know. Take it easy. Don't talk it's, about I'm my no, Peekaboo I'm like that. I'm not it's, it's She's really impressive because I can't tell you how many times, you know, where they'll be like, I'll be seeing watching ESPN, they'll be like, oh, we're going to go back and look at <laughs> Peekaboo Street's rehab. And I'm like, oh, wow, she, she's still rehabbing. And then they'll show the accident. I'm like, hold on. that was like, And then I find out it was like four accidents ago <laughs> from the last time I heard that she was actually rehabbing from her career ending injury. Man. That woman's incredible, dude. She's really the bionic woman. <laughs> she she's got like a metal steamer. <laughs> Could get a gold medal in career ending injuries, huh? She's got like four different cadaver ligaments of like four different people in her body. I mean, she is, she is, as they say, and don't get me take it the wrong way, but based on what you're saying, she is well put together. 
I would have to say so. Well, not anymore, Coach. <laughs> not anymore. She's hanging in by like uh, from right. a scientific standpoint, she's well put together, like eight Absolutely. different ligaments yeah. and ten different muscle bone bones and joints. Uh, anyhow, so uh, that that was a little bit disappointing to me. Hopefully. You are right, and she'll be okay and able to win some medals. But the opening ceremonies, we threw it out yesterday, Big Dog, and we still do not have an answer. Who will be the Canadian celebrity? It's or... going to be Wayne Gretzky. It has to be, Coach. To light we, we, the torch. It, 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 it's going to have to be. You don't think it, that's... Like Mike Myers, I don't know. He, Mike, Mike Myers is in Botswana. Okay, so he can't make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, other than that, like, well, I don't think anybody is good enough as, as Wayne Gretzky. It's got to mm-hmm. be the great one. Number one, I'm assuming they're keeping it a secret. I really haven't heard much talk about it outside of our outstanding show. Maybe we're the only one fascinated with that concept. But so I'm assuming, and maybe some of our listeners could help us, 888-463-6748, email Mike2Guys at AOL.com. I'm assuming they've kept it a secret and there's going to be some um, celebratory moment to it when the person actually, maybe it's a team, it doesn't have to be a person, it could be a group of two or three or four, or a team, but at some point, it is a tradition in the Olympics, is it not, to have the official lighting of the torch, and of late, it seems like a celebrity, or... Well, that's, that's, for as long as I remember the Olympics, Coach, they've always done it that way. Yeah. That there's been a celebrity lighting of the or, torch. Or maybe not even a celebrity, but somebody extremely significant. Yeah, yeah that's, well, that's what I was. There's, yes. It might not be a celebrity to us, but whenever they had the Olympics in Sarajevo, they had, like, the greatest biathlete of all time do it, and maybe it isn't a celebrity to us, but, mm-hmm. you know, in... In Bucharest, I mean, that guy couldn't walk the street. Okay, mm-hmm. so. All right, so we got to think of potential great Canadians. Does not have well, to be sports, it's, it's by the it's way. Gretzky, it could, coach. It's Gretzky. It could, I'm throwing out some other options. Could be like a politician. Somebody who's done great. Too. Who was the uh, great, who was their prime minister for many years? Not Trudeau? Yeah, it was Trudeau. Yeah. Maybe they it's could not have. Gary Trudeau well, or I, Jack Trudeau. Gary Trudeau's my guy, by the way, the great creator and uh, writer of Doonesbury. If he were to light the torch, I would be moved. That's for one. I think it'd be a great call, but there's got to be maybe some Canadian politicians or significant folks up there that maybe were so caught up in the sports world. But go ahead, Dan. There is a guy by the name of Terry Fox. Terry Fox. Terry Fox in 1980, he ran across Canada. Okay. With an on one leg. I do remember that. uh, There's like a huge groundswell. Okay. To have him light the torch. Okay. So So, they are. Keeping it a secret is they are something? keeping okay. it a secret. Cool. They are keeping it a secret. I do remember now, that. that is an incredible story, Dave. I'm serious. I'm going to Google that when I when I get off air. So, is it F O X? Does Terry Fox? Yes, F O X. Yeah, he okay. ran, ran and, and, and five thousand kilometers across, across Canada wow. on one leg. Wow! My God, one across Canada on one leg. Yep, for took cancer him, for cancer research. Took him 18 years. He started when he was 16. He's 34 now. 143 days it took him. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> That's uh, that's impressive. So. That's a, and, it, and I, I'm complaining. I got a kink in my neck right now, Coach. Really? Yeah. Really. Exactly. And, and Lindsey Vaughn with that shin contusion. Forget about it. Get out there, tape it up, and get back out there and ski. Come on. <laughs> got a little shoulder separation. Pop it back in place. Terry Fox walked across, ran across the entire country of Canada on one leg. That, and probably a prosthesis, coach. huh? That, that's uh, that's that's pretty serious stuff. It's inspirational. It's what it is. It's inspirational. We can overcome our odds, big dog. If you want it bad enough, if you set your mind to it, you, my friend, can overcome any obstacles in your way. And we know, Joel, from talking to you on air and off air, 
you got a hell of a lot of obstacles in your life right now. Yeah, but I, I, I like Dave's, uh, you know, bringing that up. I would like to see the great one pass the torch to somebody like that. That okay. would be pretty cool. Okay. Maybe, so. maybe the two of them could hold hands together. Any Canadian females? We haven't mentioned a female yet. Oh, there's got to be some Anderson. Canadian females. Pamela Anderson? Pamela Anderson. <laughs> oh, Pam Anderson. How can we forget? I, she's an angel. There's. And I, I've got a... I've, got to retract the whole terry fox thing they want his mother to light the torch because he did end up dying of cancer oh he did okay. oh, but they okay. want his mother okay to, to light the all torch. right well that would still be very good maybe show some video of his uh exactly journey exactly. across yeah. all right well it'll be interesting to watch tomorrow night though uh opening ceremonies always exciting once every four years winter olympics up in vancouver dong i don't know if you've been to Vancouver, absolutely phenomenal city it should be a great games i, I hear the bars in vancouver are absolutely fantastic you know, the one time I was up in Vancouver, I was coaching a youth team, so I was not able to uh, experience that particular part of the nightlife of Vancouver, but I'll take your word for it. That, that was the Maccabi Games, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yeah, very good. We were not allowed to go out. <laughs> I tried to sneak out, but I was caught by our supervisor. All right, we're going to take a quick break. There is one minor slash major problem with the Winter Olympics. Uh, what is this? Coach? We will talk about that when we come back. We'll also talk some college hoops. I know we're excited. And we have Valentine's weekend coming up, Big Dog. I want to find out what you and yours are doing for mine. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that meant, but Valentine's weekend's coming up. we got to talk about that, too. Back in a minute, the dog and the coach, two guys in a mic, TalkZone.com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joe radwanski on talkzone.com hey we do welcome you back to the talkzone.com two guys and a mic big dog and a coach at your service up until 11 o'clock big dog during the break we did have two new people join our twitter family please welcome uh, along with me go hard or go home and Wild, Wet, and Wanda have joined our Twitter uh, family. Oh, uh, well, uh, definitely one of them. I definitely uh, <laughs> very, very welcome to the family. <laughs> Just one out of the two, huh? Yeah. I'm going to take a wild guess and say uh, it's Wanda. Yeah, it, it is Wanda, Coach. Beautiful. All right, we'll leave Go Hard or Go Home alone. There's a lot of ways you can go with that, and I think nine out of ten are probably ones we want to stay away from. Yeah, well, we, we welcome them all. So. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Not all. Uh, and also, emailer Candy S. 
CandyS yeah. at AOL.com. CandyS has been around a long time. CandyS wants to know if you're going to pay him back. Apparently, it's a him for uh, your incorrect Super Bowl prediction. Apparently, he bet money based on your expertise. How would you respond to CandyS? So, absolutely, I'd be more than happy to pay you. Just come to my house. Uh, I live at <laughs> sixty-three seventeen South Loomis, number two. <laughs> Okay, just come right back. I'll be more than happy to give you that hundred bucks. Uh, I thought you were okay? going to say one Pennsylvania Avenue. Yes, yeah, so just ask my door guy. Just demand the hundred. He'll eventually <laughs> give it to you. Okay, sixty-three seventeen South Loomis in Chicago. I believe that's Englewood, coach. Uh, nicely played, my friend. Nicely played. Oh, eight 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 four six three six seven four. You got to wake up pretty early to. Uh, Pulling over the big dog's eyes. We talked about uh, the Winter Olympics and one minor problem. We're going to get to that in a second. But first of all, Valentine's Day coming up. Some people overrate the weekend, big dog. I would be one of those that think it's much ado about nothing. Hopefully my wife is not listening. But uh, do you and or any of your significant uh, female loved ones have any Valentine's plans? Uh, I always overrate it, especially if I'm dating at the time. If I'm not dating... And then I'm like, oh, then I overrated in a sense of like, oh, huh, don't have a girl this year. But it's usually better when you don't have a girlfriend. But mm-hmm. it's definitely really good when you have God kids mm-hmm. and you might be dating more than one girl and your brother has to go out of town and somebody has to watch the children. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, so on Valentine's Day, I have to be with my God kids well, and nobody a, else can complain about it. That's not a bad thing. Isn't it? Yeah, as long Isn't as the it? God that's kids behave. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's a really good excuse for me, too, Coach. Nice. You Well played. Mm-hmm. Well played. Timing is everything in life, Big Dog. Uh, I'm starting which to is, learn that, Coach. Which, by the way, is why uh, Big Dog is lonely and has no date for this Valentine's weekend. Yeah, too much time. My timing is horrible. I got way too much of it. No question about it. All right, uh, we'll we'll get into a little Valentine's theme tomorrow. Maybe some love stories from days gone by. But uh, the Winter Olympics, there is a minor problem. A minor problem, and again, you want to talk some Winter Olympics for us, NBA All-Star Game on the docket, Daytona 500. We got any NASCAR heads out there? We'll talk about that, too, and college basketball is always 24-7 on the docket here on Two Guys at a Mic, 888-463-6748. Big dog, the minor problem in the Winter Olympics? What's the minor problem? It's 46 degrees in Vancouver right now. Oh, that sounds balmy. There's no snow. So we should have had the Olympics in Norfolk, Virginia, is what you're saying. It's hard to predict. You know, yeah, they, it really is. These things take about eight years. years ahead of time. Yeah, you know, eight, twelve years to plan. I don't know if Norfolk, Virginia, can handle it on the spot, but uh, I'm assuming they've got provisions for that. But 46 to go. Apparently, like a lot of the winter athletes, this is not a joke. Many of the winter athletes were playing golf yesterday wow. to, <laughs> to kill some time, and it was raining. So wow, that's not good. I, I don't know well, if you have any insights, but how do you produce a Winter Olympic sand snow? Well, they'll probably bring some, like, Sultan from Dubai over. Because I'm telling you, they ski over there, and it's like 105 <laughs> degrees. They'll figure this stuff out, okay, Coach? <laughs> I, I figured they were going to ship some stuff. I didn't know it was going to be from Dubai, though. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it we're actually going to get snow for the Olympics. Well, yeah. You know, it's not too far. How far north is a couple right. of... Uh, of what are called glaciers that have stuff just falling off of it into the ocean. Uh, Grab a couple of those, spread it out a little bit, okay? <laughs> right now I'm trying to Google uh, FedEx or UPS shipper rates from Dubai to Vancouver. I'm not finding anything just yet. Well, th- those guys, they'll, they'll, they'll be like, <laughs> hey, you know, it's no problem. Because it only costs them about a million. That's a drop in the bucket. They'll be a hero along with yeah. being a the They might as well send some oil as long, you know, along with the snow. We can make it a two-for-one. 
they can keep the oil. We need, we need, what we need to do is start tapping into Alaska coach and they can keep their oil. Uh, here we go. We get, the, we, we get big dog off on his high horse. Mm-hmm. You are correct, but we're not going to get into that right now. But all right. So I'm assuming that they're going to be shipping the snow in. That's an odd, I just wonder, A, what device they ship it in. B, how big can the thing be? And C, how, how do you get enough? Uh, well, what you need to do is take one of these oil tankers that, uh, we, hopefully we won't need any more because we won't have to ship oil from okay. uh, Saudi Arabia here. Mm-hmm. Okay, You gut it out. You, you set it up to the Arctic Circle. And as soon as one of those big chunks fall out, you just just throw them in uh, the oil tanker. Bring them down here. We have plenty of snow for the Olympics. Well, plenty uh, of it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of oil tankers, I would think. They only take one? Are you kidding me? One, one. Fine. one. To, to go do a whole snow hill, a sled hill? For the, yes. For downhill skiing or the ski jumps and stuff? I would we think don't, like, They don't need it there. That's in the mountains. That snow isn't going to melt, Coach. It's still only for a few events that they would actually need. Okay. So now, t- the biathlon, I, I'm not sure about that one because that cross-country skiing, that's totally different mm-hmm. about this particular situation. They might be in a lot of trouble with that one. Okay. Now, so, I, know, I know that there are, you know, many of the ski hills, of course, use snow-making machines. I don't know if they're using that up in Vancouver. Are they allowed to do that, or would that throw off the Olympic athletes if it's not actual snow? Well, I don't know how much it'll throw it off because I've never skied, let alone skied on different uh, surfaces like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they would rather have some type of snow down there than having none for the Olympics. Okay. So I'm, uh, right. I'm not sure how that's all going to work. Yeah, out. It is throwing a curveball into the plans in Vancouver. I would think typically this time of year in Vancouver, you're pretty guaranteed to have cold weather and or snow. But no, 46 degrees. Hopefully it'll... Uh, Chill up a little bit between then and now. 46 degrees and rain. That's what's happening in Vancouver as we speak. So I'm sure that's uh, making it a little bit more challenging to the folks putting on the uh, sporting contest. But that'll be interesting to watch. Hopefully they'll be able to pull it off. It's not that surprising that it's warm there. It's just the fact because most of the stuff is in the mountains, Coach, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I really think it's going to go off without a hit. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have to worry about it. All right. You've never skied? I've never skied. I've had chances, but when I was playing high school football, I thought about actually getting hurt. And so my friends and I would go on skiing trips every single year, two or three a year, and I, me and like two or three other people wouldn't ski. And I would, you know, hopefully it would be like, never mind. Mm-hmm. I, I did well during those ski trips is all I have to say, Coach, staying in the lounge. Then I did actually go oh, on so you went, I never killed myself. So. You went on the ski. You actually went on ski trips. You just never done the ski. Uh, legitimately, maybe 15 of these things, Coach, with uh, all my friends. <laughs> Just hung around and uh, next to the fireplace, cocktails! Now, you've met my boy Sonny Nuccio, right? I have met Sonny Nuccio, outstanding young man. I have to say that. If I don't, some member of the Nuccio family might uh, come after me. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you definitely don't want, like, Benny the Box coming after you. No. Trust me. No, no. They, they, yeah, seriously, that's not good. Uh, well, he... Uh, I mean, he would do flips and stuff like that. It, like, I don't want to get into that type of, like, testosterone contest, you know, mm-hmm. the type of measuring contest, you know what I'm talking about. Right. You know, so I thought it would be best if I just stayed off the ski, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. Ski ju- jumping is, is kind of what he what you're talking about, or doing some flips and doing some Correct. stunts. Yeah. And, you know, that you forget. And I, it, that's one of the events when you watch it, you kind of kind of – Goes out of your mindset typically. Then once every four years, you start to watch it again. Those guys are unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the the one thing that the one event that started in the last Olympics that might be my favorite event besides downhill skiing. Men's mm-hmm. downhill is awesome. Eighty miles an hour, you can't miss the best. But uh, the uh, the snowboard races. Yes. Where, 
That was, was out- on the West Coast. Huh? Then I just crack up on that. Those guys are like throwing elbows, hitting each other, or going down. Was it? Was it like uh, three people competing? At- no, it's um, you get uh, like eight people per heat. Okay. And you get all eight going down. It was. And a, it's, it's, you get to. You try to get into the finals. If you get into the finals, then uh, you know you, you have a shot at uh, you know, at one of the medals. That so was a new event, I think, four years ago. And you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people got fascinated with that. That was one of my favorite events to watch. And I still remember. And I'm going to forget her name. It was not my girl Peekaboo Street, but there was a female. It was. Who had the? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was. You're talking about Lindsay Jacob Ellis. There you go. Who, who dominated every single heat she gets to the finals, is destroying everyone in the finals. When she comes to the last hill, there's a big jump, and yep. you land, and you, you go down. Well, guess what? When she got to that one, she did a trick in there. She grabbed her board and did, like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what they call it, and then she landed on her edge. She wiped out, and a person who was legitimately 7 to 10 seconds behind her, which in that sport is an eternity, Flew right past her instead of getting the silver medal instead of the gold. Had so, a but, gold medal in her grasp, and basically she pulled a Leon Latin football. She celebrated he, too soon and lost the gold medal. Unbelievable. No, no, she eventually had the last laugh. You know, at first I was a little mad. I was like, come on, just participate. That's why people think of your particular snowboarding as a joke is because of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what, four years later, She's had the last laugh out of it. She's like, you know, all I really wanted to do was be a snowboarder professionally and do it the rest of my life. Well, ever be, because of that, I've been able to make so much money that now for the rest of my life I can be a, uh, a snowboarder. Mm-hmm. Because so she her, ended up getting the last laugh out of it. Because so. her name her name got that much more known from the from the miscue. Yeah, exactly. I never would have remembered her name if she actually mm-hmm. just won that race, Coach. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I would have. But, you know, it's, I doubt I would have. Don't celebrate too soon. I still remember hmm, three, four years ago, women's marathon, or no, it wasn't a triathlon. It was a marathon. It was the big one. Boston, Chicago. I don't think it was the Olympics, but uh, there was a a lady who was out in front significantly. And, and she could like, go to the side and start like, shaking hands. Yeah. She started high-fiving the fans and getting caught up. You know, she was still running, but down to a jog. And all of a sudden, I'll never forget this. You could see in the back. Of the TV screen with the camera on the lead girl, all of a sudden you saw the girl that was in second place into a dead sprint, and she's coming on and she's coming on and she's coming, on. and nobody warned the girl that was celebrating. Again, she didn't stop and walk, but she went down to a jog and, like you said, was high fiving the fans on the side of the road. And this girl, the the second place person, is just coming up strong, unbelievable speed at the end. By the time the lead girl turned around and saw her, she could not regain the speed and lost. Basically lost the race because she celebrated too soon. Yeah, I, I, I think it was the Boston Marathon coach. I think you're right. And uh, I, I do believe the woman that won was like a, a Kenyan woman who lived in France, so she was running for France, if, mm-hmm. if I remember right. But uh, sorry, that, that, that kind of stuff. How bad you got to feel about that? Wow, yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and all it would have taken is any one of the fans just to shout and say, "Hey." You got a competitor coming, and she she could have regained her momentum. Nobody told her by the time she looked around, the girl was on her, and she just couldn't pick up the speed again. Yeah, she would have been fine because the adrenaline rush would have shot through her. So even if she was exhausted, yeah, she would have been all right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Winter Olympics going to be fun. So the big dog has never skied before. I think my uh, skiing career ended. Last time I went skiing, big dog was 12 years old. So 41 years ago at the age of 12, and I tore ligaments. Back then, 
they didn't know what the ACL was, uh, ACL was, but I'm pretty sure I tore the ACL. But uh, that was the end of my career at the age of 12. And I didn't tear it, by the way, going down the hill. I injured myself. You know, the old, I don't know. They don't use tow ropes anymore, I don't think. Okay. But you know what a tow rope is, right? Yeah, yeah, I do know what a yeah. tow rope is. So yeah. I was grabbing the tow rope going up to the top of, I think, uh, a huge mountain. I think they called it the Bunny Hill. The, okay. I think that might Got have been it. Mountain Bunny Hill? Uh, <laughs> and I'm holding on to the tow rope, and I don't know, it jerked or something, and my knee twisted around. My parents said, don't worry about it. It was a family ski trip, not to worry. Just shake it off. And then at night, the knee ballooned to about three times the size. And that was the end of my skiing career. Thank you very much. I, I know the I know the thing. I, that, I, that same thing happened with my mom. She told me, "Oh, you, like I hurt my ankle." She's like, "Oh, just tough it out, tough it out." And like mm-hmm. six years later, I, I hurt my ankle real bad during a football game. We get X-ray, and she's like, "The doctor's like, well, you've broken it twice. Once about six years ago, and once <laughs> now." <laughs> my mom felt so bad. She's like, "I thought you." She's like, "I thought you were yeah, a limp." Come on, tape it up, tape it up, <laughs> tough it out. You're okay. I know. She's like, you're lipping around, complaining and hurt. I did I had no yeah. idea it was here, Take a couple of bare aspirin and stop complaining and do your homework, will you please? <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. Big Dog and the coach talk of Winter Olympics and more here on the TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic. Quick, quick break back for our final segment. to get back to two guys and a mic your mid-morning break sports talk show once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joe radwanski on talkzone.com we are back big dog and a coach talkzone.com phone lines open two guys and a mic show 888-463-6748 if you want to email us uh more than happy to receive those we'll read some over the air uh at Mike, two guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C is a microphone. Mike, number two. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Big dog. Oh, we've been uh, Winter Olympic intensive, but um, basketball's heating up, too. We talked the NBA All-Star game. And, of course, your favorite sport, when football's not being played, college basketball. Some big games coming up this weekend. Some good games last night also. Yeah, so, uh, some real good games last night. Uh, the, the Duke-North Carolina game ended up being a really good battle. We're getting text messages from people who don't even watch college basketball telling us to turn it on. So mm-hmm. that ended up being a pretty good game. Duke pulled away at the end. They won. Uh, Ohio State uh, went into Indiana, took care of business last night. So they have a three-way share of the lead of the Big Ten with Illinois and uh, Michigan State. Coach, the fifth-place team in the Big Ten right now is Wisconsin. 
and they're one game out of first place, and they're in fifth place. Yeah, and they're also ranked, what, 16th, 17th in the country? The Big Ten, oh, my God. It's bad, Coach. It, you know, it, without a doubt, I think it's the Premier League in the country. We'll find out. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just good to be a Big, fan, big Ten fan right now. The, the, the games are so well played. You put the Big Ten Network on, not only do you get Gus Johnson calling the games, you get just phenomenal play. So it's good to be a Big Ten basketball mm-hmm. fan. we got to mention uh, one of the Big East teams, too. Big battle yesterday, Syracuse knocking off Connecticut. 72-67 game went right down to the wire. Some big free yeah. throws for Syracuse at the end. 20. 20- could, you, could you explain what happened at the end of that game? Why did Syracuse get the ball back? Did, he, did Bayheim really call the timeout in time? And Very it, confusing. I saw highlights only, and I'm I not sure I could decide. At the time, it was it was a joke. Seriously, Bayham did call the timeout. Okay, here's what happened. Basically, uh, there was a shot by Syracuse. They missed the the Syracuse got the offensive rebound with like 38 seconds to go in the game. So there's a three second shot differential in a tied ball game. Okay, and the guy who got the ball was like the point guard, and he immediately after the, he got the kick out after the rebound. But so he immediately drove, and while he was driving, Bayham called timeout. But they, the referees didn't exactly acknowledge it or blow the whistle until after the guy took the shot attempt, which was no good. And Connecticut got the ball back, Coach. And then they gave the ball to Syracuse saying that there was a timeout. It was, I, I didn't agree with it. Did they go to the replay camera? They did. But well, the, the official did not call the timeout until after the shot. Yeah, I would think. And I haven't seen the way it's technically written, but I would think if you, you know, if you go back to the replay and you see the coach calling timeout, that does not mean the clock has to stop at that time. The referee has to raise his arm and signal the scorer's table. That, correct me if I'm wrong, is the official start of the timeout. And, and to be 100% honest with you, Coach, the way it happened is the ball got kicked out. They, the Bayham wasn't asking them to call timeout immediately after Syracuse got the offensive rebound. But right when the guard started penetrating like he was going to shoot, Beheim turned and uh, called for the timeout. Beheim didn't ask for the timeout until the guard started penetrating. Do you see what I mean? It was like, oh, mm-hmm. he's going to shoot, and we're not going to like run the clock down in a tie game. So it was a little suspicious to me. How mad. I know Connecticut's head coach, Jim Calhoun, is recovering uh, from a sickness at home, but uh, they got the interim coach helping out. How mad did the Connecticut coaches get at that very tense moment of the game? You, you know what? I thought they did a good job of not over. There's nothing you could do at this point, so don't lose your um, composure is the, is the way I look at it. So I thought they handled themselves spectacularly. They mm-hmm. were like, you know, that, that the, 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 the head coach, the interim head coach went over there, I forget his name, said something for like 10 seconds and then walked away and started coaching his team. Well, up see, again. I'm, you know, normally I would uh, expound upon the benefits of keeping your composure, not arguing with the referees. Again, I only saw the replay, and based on your description, he needed to be a little bit more uh, adamant. And if there's ever a time to lose your composure, that might have been it. Well, I thought they did a fantastic He did a great job of coaching because as Syracuse went to inbound the ball, they fouled, so they made sure they got the ball back with a lot of time. They followed uh, Syracuse's worst free throw shooter on the mm-hmm. inbound pass. So all of a sudden, there's still 38 seconds to go, and it was actually 36 as they reached out the clock. There was 30 seconds to go in the game, 36 seconds, and uh, you know Syracuse has a worst free throw shooter, shooter shooting, and you're going to get the ball back. And of course, what happened the... was Syracuse got hit both free throws, yeah. and it didn't make any difference. <laughs> so, yeah. The worst free-throw shooter hits both free-throws. Thank you very much. Yeah. So much for percentages. Anyhow, big win for Syracuse out in the Big East. 24-1 for the number two-ranked team in the country. We talked about Kansas being an amazing. You look at Syracuse's schedule, dog. 
And for them to have won 24 of their 25 contests, that's pretty darn good. And Coach, you know, I'm always a diehard Illinois fan. And then after that, it's, it's the Big Ten teams. But Syracuse this year is my, like, uh, team that, like, you know, my adopted team for yep. this particular season. Mm-hmm. Their highest-ranked recruit that they have on this roster during the year that they were recruited to Syracuse was 153rd rated. Wow. This is the worst supposed, I'm talking, I'm just talking on paper, just on paper from what they were ranked. Mm-hmm. This is the worst talent, like the least talented team Jimmy Beheim has ever had. But the way Jimmy Beheim talks about it, he's like, every single one of these guys, all they care about, all 12 of these guys, is whatever it takes for us to win this particular ball game in front of us. And mm-hmm. they're playing, if you watch Syracuse play, it's a thing of beauty, Coach. They really are a fun team to watch. And they're playing Connecticut, who has the 12 guys on their roster, or 15, however many, all of them were probably top 100 recruits in the country the year that they mm-hmm. came out of high school, at least. Seriously. And it was fun to see them to actually beat them last night. Another good uh, anti-example of that is the North Carolina Tar Heels, the team that Duke beat. North Carolina's starting lineup is, uh, you know, every one of those guys was probably top 10 to top 30 recruit in the country. They were picked to be preseason number four, not based on what they've done in the past, but based on their reputation because well, last year's team, projected, yeah. they, they, they lost almost their whole starting lineup. But everybody said, don't worry, North Carolina will be top five this year. They're reloading with all these high school All-Americans from the last couple of years. They're 2-9 and nine in the ACC. So maybe all those high school All-American rankings – don't mean all that much, Big Dub, but I think we need Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That That is one of the, like, when all these people, last week with signing day, remember the first thing I was saying is like, hey, you know, it's, it's interesting, but let's forget about it tomorrow. You know, that's, all, none of this means anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, well, Florida had the most uh, big recruits. Those guys could be the biggest bust. We, you never know. So uh, that's another way to look at it. And if somebody tells you that you're not good enough to play in the Big East and you know, your 150th ranked player is your best player. None of that means anything, Coach. Go out mm-hmm. there and play your butt off and play good basketball. Yeah, and you play with a chip, too. You know, yeah, For please. the next four years, you play with a little chip on the shoulder, but be careful because a chip on the shoulder indicates what? How you're up. By the way, can we have a moment of silence for one of my favorite college basketball teams? Two major disappointments yesterday. One, Lindsey Vaughn, the great American downhill skier, getting injured. We talked about that, too. My Northwestern Wildcats going down the defeat to the Iowa Hawkeyes. Very sad. Yeah, that was. You know, Coach, going into yesterday's game, I, I thought Northwestern was on the outside looking in of, uh, of the Big Ten, what, excuse me, of the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. That does not help them whatsoever. That was, uh, I know you hate the must-win thing, but if they really want to get an NCAA tournament, as good as the Big Ten is, you have to beat Michigan, you have to beat Iowa, you have to beat Penn State this year mm-hmm. every single time you play them if, you, if you're going to get into the tournament. Because the rest of the games are just so dang brutal. You're not going to get through those games unscathed. So, yeah, a disappointing loss yesterday for uh, for a Northwestern team who's playing without their best player the whole season. So maybe the the future is brighter for Northwestern. Well, and I'm not ready to give up on the present. I'm not as negative or down on their NCAA hopes as you are. But, uh, again, we mentioned it here to our non-Chicago area fans because Northwestern has never, never, made the round of 64, never participated in the big dance of the tournament. This and is, unless they win every single one of their games the no, remainder no, of the stop season, it. I don't not, think they're no. going to. Oh, come on, dog. Coach, they there's got only five? like five games or six games left for this team. They only have, what, 17 wins right now? Yeah, if they win four of their next six and win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, maybe even one game, they should be in. Uh, I hope so. but I, It's not so easy to do. Have, every time you're watching a game, you just, <laughs> you just better hope that these – like these, 
uh, there, there's not going to be a lot of spots for them this year, is all I'm saying. There's, there's a lot of Illinois and Northwesterns and Virginias and Maryland's that are battling for spots this year, mm-hmm. Coach. So uh, it's going to be tough for Northwestern to get in. I, I, I think they have to almost win the conference tournament in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. All right, and you mentioned coming up this weekend we got some big games too, including Ohio State and Illinois, which will be for at least a share of the Big Ten championship. So it should be, a, along with all the other stuff this weekend, a great weekend, Saturday, Sunday for college basketball. Yeah, it's probably going to be for a share unless somehow Penn State at home can pull off the upset against Michigan State. Unless that happens, Coach, it's most likely going to be for uh, just a share of the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. or of the league. So. Okay. And, of course, the NBA All-Star game on Sunday. Tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more about it, but the one, well, I guess bad news comes in three, doesn't it? Lindsey Vaughn getting injured, my Northwestern team losing, and Derek Rose, our NBA All-Star, the first, the first for our Chicago Bulls in a long, long time, got injured in last night's game. We don't have the medical report. I know our producer, David Olson, is checking okay, with his medical people. Yeah. A what? A bruised hip. No, we know that, but we don't know how serious it is. Right well, now, David's won't. medical people have given him a couple of prescriptions. He's got to go out to the drugstore after the show, but he's given us no information on the bruised hip of Derek Rose. Supposedly, he's going to have to be like, uh, he's going to go around on one of those scooters through Dallas <laughs> this whole weekend. <laughs> for, for well, luckily, at Jerry Jones Stadium, that is, uh, uh, it's accessible, Coach. Very for for uh, when they announce the starting lineups, always one of the highlights of the NBA All-Star Game. He'll be, or not starting lineup, but the lineups. He'll be coming out one of those scooters waving to the crowd. Yeah, Coach. <laughs> now you one mentioned of those beauty queen waves too. You mentioned the stadium. Some of the fans might not be aware, but a different venue for this year's NBA All-Star Game. Explain a por favor, Mr. Redwanski. Yeah, it's uh, actually to be quite honest with you. Is it called Texas Stadium? Is it Jerry Jones Stadium? What do they call that thing? I believe. But Jerry Jones paid with his own money to build it, so they can call what he can call whatever he wants to. It, it's impressive. They're having it where the Cowboys play. I believe it, Jerry has renamed it uh, the Cialis Outdoor Arena. Well, it, it is indoors, Coach, isn't it? Could be. Yeah, they've got like a $120 million television screen in this thing. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, a great place to see a football game. I don't know about a basketball game, though, Coach. How many people does it seat? Uh, well, it, it seats, I believe, like 85,000. Wow. But they have enough standing room for another, like, 35,000 if they really wanted to. So you can put about 120,000 people in the place. Yeah. Uh, but if you did that, only about 105,000 would actually be able to see the field. Jerry Jones <laughs> sell, no, this is no joke. Though. Jerry Jones sells standing room only seats. Uh-huh. You can go, oh, standing room, you go in there, and then you find out, well, you won't be able to, since you didn't get here in time, you won't be able to actually look at the, the field, but we will put you in this one area where we have a gigantic <laughs> screen, and I'm not kidding about that. Uh, so at least you're in the stadium. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, if the how, people know how that. How is that? If they know that beforehand and they purchase the ticket, I don't have a problem with it. If, if all of a sudden it's thank you for purchasing the ticket, oh, by the way, you're in the section that you can't actually see the game. You, you, but, you do have a good point because that, when that happened this year, that was for the first game, and people lost their mind. When they when they opened the stadium up, people mm-hmm. were extremely angry. They got put in that, those areas. So. Mm-hmm. But that, there was, it was only about 5000 because they only had like 110000 for that first game. Only 110000 80. 5,000 people up to 100,000 with standing room only watching basketball. What I mean, I've sat like in the upper deck of United Center. When you sit that high, when there's that many people, basketball loses, you, you know, you're basically looking at like little guys. You can barely even see what's going on. I uh, The best way for me to put it is I went to the Illinois-Louisville Final Four game in the uh, Edward Jones Dome mm-hmm. in St. Louis, Coach. 
I sat in the corner, second row. My ticket said distant view on it. And I'm a diehard Illinois fan, and I could have probably gotten the same ticket for the championship game on Monday against North Carolina. And I was like, no way. i got to be able to see the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was great being there, but it was fun being there. But I legitimately couldn't see anything. So I was, yeah. I remember watching, you know, uh, going to a Bulls game, sitting in the very top row of the United Center. Took my kids and wife to the game. We finally got to a Bulls game. Got the highest seat out there watching the Bulls against the Lakers. And I, you know, my eyes aren't great, admittedly, but I had to ask my kid, like, is that Kobe? Is that Lamar? Who made the basket for the Bulls? Matt couldn't even see. And what, what's the point of being there if he can't even picture who the players are? I'd have to say the lowest moment that I had uh, working with you, Coach, is... Uh, oh, boy, there's a lot of contenders in that. But this one, you we've, weren't there. We've had eight years together on the radio and whew, a lot of low moments, but go ahead. Well, we've had we've had some low moments, Coach, but this one may have been the lowest. Uh-oh. Is, uh, I go to the Illinois-UIC game yep. at the United Center. I'm courtside. Uh, you know, I'm about to watch Illinois put a spanking on UIC. This is uh, this is December of '03, so this is a pretty good team. This is when Jaron Williams and Dee Brown are sophomores. Illinois is going to be the Big Ten champions this year. And uh, well, as soon as the game starts, some woman comes up to me. She's like, uh, "Excuse me, but uh, uh, we're going to have to move you." So I'm like, "Okay." Next thing I know, I get, get inside this elevator. <laughs> she takes me all the way up to the top, 300 uh-huh. level, Coach. Wow. And she's like, she gave me my own suite to myself. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is, I was like, I was the only one up there. I thought, oh, this is freaking embarrassing. You so sure I that was not of, like a like a holding place for people that owe child support? Legitimately, it was the suite that hang from the ceiling of the United Center. Do you realize how high <laughs> that is? You can't get any higher. That was even higher than where you were at. Why okay. did you get escorted up there? Because I guess I wasn't, the morning break wasn't. The, the credentials oh. from the morning break were. So they moved me from press so you, row. Somebody showed up, and they were like, all right, out of everybody on press row, we're moving this year. <laughs> so you were not there as a fan. You were there as a working member of the media. No, I was there, well, I was there as a working member of the media, but you know I was there as a fan. Yeah, you weren't you know? actually working. No, hell no. It's interesting. You, you've been able to pull that gig off. Hey, real quick, before we wind up the show, well, we got a well, uh, email from uh, uh, listener Pete who wants to know, Joel, it's addressed to you, so I'm going to leave it to you, Joel. Uh, enjoyed the show today, but have to disagree about the Big Ten being the best conference in the league. Really, Big Dog? Let's look at the Illinois team. Have they really won a convincing game? With every win over the big opponents, there has either been a key player missing or a close play that went Illinois' way. Skeptic Pete emailing you, Big Dog, how would you respond? No, no, I I, I have no problem with what Skeptic Pete has to say. Of the, of the five teams that are competing for the Big Ten championship, I'm going to tell Skeptic Pete right now, I, I, I can look at my team and, and judge them correctly. They're okay. the worst out of the five teams, Coach. They're okay. the worst, but still know what the thing is. They still control their destiny in their own hands. Mm-hmm. If they win the remaining of their, all their games, they're going to get a share of the Big Ten championship. And it doesn't matter if they're not as good as the other teams. And you can, well, They had the one game with Kalen Lucas. Mm-hmm. But, you know, technically, there have been many years where Illinois has had injuries and they've had issues with lineups, whether it be like, uh, you know, to get into – an DUI accident or something, you know, crazy stuff like that. Um, no excuses. All I know is Illinois right now is tied for first place and it's still control their de- destiny. And of the remaining six games, Coach, they can go two and four or something like that. Seriously, yeah. it, it, it is not going to be easy trek for them. But it's, uh, it's, it's nice to know as a true professional that you are. 
Oh, if we only had a laugh track here. The true professional that you are, that you're willing to say of the five teams, objectively right now, Illinois might be the weakness. Yeah, and they can still have, and they still have just okay. as good a chance because to win the Big Ten championship as anybody. Okay. But by the Michigan way, State has the easiest road right now, without a doubt, the easiest road with the remaining six games of the season. Uh, skeptic the Pete, teams. by the way, the emailer, first time listener, so uh, throw oh, some great. love the way of Skeptic Pete. Uh, way to go, Skeptic Pete. But was he was he also saying that the Big Ten isn't the best conference basketball? He the alluded to that early in the uh, email, and then kind of seemed to center on the Illinois team. But okay, I don't know if the Big Ten is not the best conference this year, but it's it's up this year. Oh, overall, it, it is. The, the Big East is the only one with as much depth possibly as the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the Big Twelve, yeah, they got Kansas and Texas. But other than that, I know Missouri beat Illinois this year, but it, it's. I would like to play that game because I would love to play that game. All right, we'll talk some more college basketball tomorrow for sure. Winter Olympics opening and the opening ceremonies tomorrow. That'll be on the docket. It will be our first non-football Friday. A little disappointing, dog, but we got to move ahead. And keep in mind the draft is only five weeks away. Oh, Coach, I, I definitely I, – you have no idea. I'm looking for guys that might fall to that 75th <laughs> spot where, where the Bears are picking. Trust me, there's a lot of talent going to fall to the 75th yeah. spot this year, Coach. Yeah, you got plenty of time. The, the Bears still won't take any of it. So plenty of time to keep looking. During the next uh, 23 hours, we're off the air. You let me know. We come back on tomorrow at 10 who you think they're going to pick, okay? we got to wrap up the show. Don't forget, stick around now. On Thursdays, we do another show. One hour more, and it's strictly on youth. Sports, the games our kids play, Youth Sports Fan Forum is coming up. So if you can, stick around for that. We appreciate everybody listening to Two Guys and Mike. We really do. If you enjoy the show, pass it on to a friend. We're trying to spread the truth about the show. Big Dog, be good, and we'll talk to you in four minutes on our next show. All right, sounds good, Coach. All right, David Olson, producer, thank you for the great work. Have a great day, everybody. Stick around for the Youth Sports Fan Forum coming up in three minutes, 12 seconds.